everybody. Hi. We're back. 2022. It is January. It's, it's, we're here. It's, um, I was like, be positive. Be, you do a good presenter voice. Oh, look, it's a weird time. Like, <laughs> that's a weird, that's a weird energy to bring to a January episode of anything right now. Yeah. We're doing our best, um, you know. I will become a professional broadcaster in February. I like that for, for you. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to talk slower. I'm going to talk clearer. I will pronounce every syllable, not just the ones that I feel comfortable with. I, don't know, I feel like that's a pretty good New Year's resolution. It's healthier than my New Year's resolutions, you know, which are... What are yours? Like, I was just thinking, I was like, shit, did you make any? Did you did you make any? Alan, I basically blacked out since the last time we spoke. My whole winter has been a black hole, so... It's good to have yeah. New Year's resolutions which include good things instead of preclude bad things is, is the thing. Mine is just to just do it now mm. because I, well, I said this on Twitter, but I have a tendency to just leave things that really take two seconds to do just around the house that could be moved or put away or cleaned. I, I just like sometimes the dogs will track in a leaf by the kitchen door. You just have a look at the leaf? Say, I looked at leaf for literally two weeks before I move it. It will sit there and every time I see it, I go, is that poop? No, it's just a leaf. Just it's a leaf. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Reset. Just a leaf. Yeah, yeah. But just pick it up now. That's my thing. So far, it's pretty much working. There is a leaf on the kitchen floor, but later there will not be. Not for so fucking long. Your good. days are numbered, yeah. Leafo. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm ready for spring. Mm. I'm ready for, I saw mm-hmm. some tiny blossoms on a tree yesterday, even though it's too early for blossoms. And I was like, oh, wow. It won't be dark and shitty and cold forever. I'm also, mm-hmm. I was out yesterday, um, not like out out, obviously, but I was outdoors yesterday for a bunch of the day and I have the sniffles today. So I'm ambiently plagued by, do I have coronavirus? Um, so if I'm a little bit husky, is it the plague? We don't know. Maybe. Oh, like I, my voice was deeper than usual on Tuesday. And I was like, do I have a thing? And Caroline was like, no, you stay up to... To half two because you didn't think you'd be able to sleep before you went back to work that's right that's and now now you're awake at 8 a.m that's why your voice is like this so well i'm still hypochondriacs we're fucking freaking out we're doing our best mm-hmm. you know like nothing has changed yeah. new year same me new year no change you know uh al would you start over the or what we will we start was finished or finished was started i mm. we'll start with started yeah. um I started a good few things actually, uh, and finished a good few things. So I was in relation to our last episode. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle came on streaming literally the week after we recorded no our episode. <laughs> um, so it's on Disney Plus now. So we started watching that. Um, kind of wish we could do the episode again because I have so much more to say now ah, about it. It's amazing. We do a real. I love it so much. We do like a. We we'll do we'll get Eva back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the episode's really good though. I've, I edited it yesterday and put Eva it up, man. and it was fun to listen back to. Yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I want to talk about is Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I feel like I've heard a few people mention this. So tell me about it. It's picking up steam. It's been a real kind of sleeper hit. Uh-huh. It's, uh, so there's um, eight episodes that come out so far mm. of season one. There's ten episodes. Uh, I've watched for six. So I'm going to not I'll avoid spoilers as much as I can. Because as someone on Twitter said, it's basically lost for Taylor Swift fans. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what happened is in 1996, um, a private plane with a girls soccer team high school soccer team crashed somewhere and they weren't found for 19 months what so it jumps back and forth between then and now 25 years later amazing what the fuck with, with the survive we don't know exactly who survived because we know some shit went down the first scene is of a girl 
running through a forest and being tracked by these people covered in furs. So we don't we don't know exactly who those people are, what their deal is. Uh, a little bit revealed in the end of the first episode, but I'm not going to tell you anything because I think I love that going in as fresh as you can is the best thing. Um, so we're for the first episode we're tracking like a few of those girls now, twenty five years later, and what they're they're they don't talk about it to anybody. They have a little kind of secret society of like silence about it. Mm. Um, so Juliette Lewis is one of them. Oh yeah. Um, Melanie Linsky from some loads of stuff to me she's always from, from Heavenly Creatures oh my god from Heavenly Creatures holy shit yeah yes uh, so she is I guess she's kind of the lead wow um, yeah and she's great in it um, she's like married has a daughter is unhappy with life um, can skin a rabbit because, because of her of time, the time in the wilderness yeah, yeah. you know um it kind of does a bait and switch because the first episode is pre-crash in 1996 most of it. It's, it's actually very similar to Lost in that it's doing timey-wimey stuff. Flashback, flashback, flash-forwards. Oh, yeah. But it's, but I get, I think the now is the, I think now is like the present of it. We're seeing flashbacks rather than the past and seeing flash-forwards if you know what yeah. I mean. Um, but the first episode, yeah, it's pre-crash it feels very much like Pen15 or like a 90s nostalgia kind of thing where you're like every bit of music and every poster on a wall you're like oh, but, it's but, all references and then, yeah but then after that they're in the woods and there's no more of that <laughs> so it really pulls you in with the 90s references and then just get through them entirely that's amazing hey Mo there's Mo Mo has yeah. graced us with his presence um, and he's going to sit on the other side of the computer I had thought that it, yeah. I don't know why I thought that it was like a um bring it on type thing I have no I think I completely so I why did I pick this up so wrong I think that well the, their yellow jacket is because that's their their sports their, right the, yeah yeah their jacket like their letterman jacket kind of thing so and they are a sports team so if you see any promotional shots for it it's, it's all sports these, stuff. a high school football team yeah yeah right so I thought it was like some kind of like sorority murder cult kind yes, of yes I didn't even know it was a thing. murder cult I'm even I'm even yeah. more excited now that I know it's like in the woods and it's like a survival yeah. story yeah, there's yeah. a cabin there are symbols on trees oh, it's a little bit bear witchy speaking my language it Amazing. is all very good uh, all very well written lots of mystery lots of theories like, building up which I'm two episodes behind so I can't get into but I really want to get into mm-hmm. them and start looking them up and reading them well I'll start watching it this week so we can do our next episode about it yeah, and do yeah. it unpacking Let's do a season one finish up once season one is finished in two weeks. Great idea because I'm I'm yeah, yeah. I need something to replace my last show because I'm so um, bereft without it. And when I finish the game that I'm playing mm-hmm. right now, I will then be similarly fucking bereft. So I need I need the next thing lined up real quick because I yeah. have been uh, very well taken care of by entertainment and media for the last few months. Um, even if the world is in shit, uh, this sounds great. Yeah, I I was not I was not stuck for stuff to do over Christmas. I have to say at all it's between. That map in the middle, get back. Uh, watch Dope Sick as well. Oh on yeah, Amazon Prime, excellent. Heavy going though, really huh? good. Super heavy, yeah. But um, everyone really good. Um, I knew some of it, but not all of it. Yeah. About Dope Sick, did you watch it as well? No, I. It, it's okay. way too much for me. It's about um, the opiate crisis, isn't it? Yeah, it's about yeah the, the Sacklers and kind of it folks tells the story through a small town and also through did the Sacklers. Do they look yeah. into Nan Golden stuff at all? Um, she gets a mention, yeah, because yeah. yeah. th- that's that kind of comes. It's a lot of it's set between like ninety six and oh wow, so it's kind the of, sort of origins yeah, of early it. Days. yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. But they do get into that in like the last episode or so, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah it's good it's worth watching Michael Keaton is amazing oh Michael Keaton huh yeah Batman the one true Batman (laughs) the one true Batman Uh, also George Clooney Um, and I like Fab Kilmer I like all the Batmans really I'm not, I don't have a, a Batman I don't like. I 100% have uh, my favourite. Oh, did I just, did I just actor blank face? It is, it is Michael Keaton, isn't it? Oh, it is Michael Thank Keaton. Thank God, because yeah, yeah. I was just He's... like, did I just say the wrong name again because everyone has the same face? But no. Michael Keaton's Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton yeah. Michael Keaton is Michael Keaton. We know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me your first thing. What have you started? I started the other night Witchwood, spelled with a Y, mm. which was part of why I didn't pick it up initially. I was like, looking at the illustrations, I was like, oh, this is a bit fucking on the nose for me now. Um... Mm-hmm. You play a little witch who has a cauldron on her head, so you don't know what she looks like or what age she is or anything. And she wakes up one morning and there's a black goat in her garden and the black goat is like, uh, leads her into a shrine in the back of her fucking land and there's a woman sleeping in a glass coffin. And you have no memory and the goat doesn't really have great memory either. And it's like, we made a deal and you said you would bring me 12 souls of people who have harmed this maiden. So, good luck. So what you do is that you then take part in these 12 quests to defeat, in some capacity, these 12 creatures. So there's Mm -hmm. like the fish, the ox, the ram, the pig, the fucking cat, the rat, like there are all these animals. Mm-hmm. and uh, the wolf the stag and uh, you do it in four so you do four and then four and then I'm in the last four now it's like a, mm-hmm. the the resource it's very resource management-y because all of your quest solving is to do with making potions and delivering objects and making totems and fucking effigies and all this shit like it's really great um, the illustrations are is there be- combat or is it all like no not no, really okay, right. it's it's a bit more puzzle solvy than that like you do okay. there are things that you have to destroy or things you have to like if you mm-hmm. meet a turkey you have to fucking give it a thing so it'll spit out a stone you know like there mm. there is an yeah, yeah. interaction with the alive things in the world and some of them are menacing but it's not like violent necessarily mm-hmm. um, the writing's fucking brilliant it's just really, really, really brilliantly written. And the mm. illustrations are really simple, but they're, like, really, really beautiful. They look like a picture book, but not in a fucking twee way. Like, the story mm. is very sophisticated and scary, but it's also, like, classical, you know? Like, I don't know. I, mm. I'm just really fucking taken with it, you know? And I'm trying to draw it out as long and quietly as I can because I know when it's going to be over I won't be able to play it again because it's sort of a lot of its impact is in its surprise which is why I'm kind of not going into too much depth about it mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love it like I'm delighted with it I'm really really taken with it mm. Um, what's it on? Uh, everything it was only recently okay. released on the Switch uh, that's why I found it recently it, it, it's, it's like the the 9th of, of December came out on the Switch so it's pretty okay. new um, it's fucking great I think it's like a fiver at the moment as well so like I would hit that up okay I'll grab that yeah, yeah, yeah. while it's cheap that sounds cool um, yeah I saw your Instagram stories about it and the art style does look it looks like it could put you off you're like you kind of feel like you get, you know what the game is from looking at the at it. Yeah, I thought but, that, and yeah. then I was playing it. And I was like, yeah. I truly am surprised at every turn here. Like it mm-hmm. is fairy tales, but it's also like kind of more sophisticated than that. And it's quite funny. Like it, the writing is kind of wry. Mm. It's not self-referential or like 
it, it takes itself it, it, the game isn't like i'm a fairy tale video game wink it's not like that at all it sort of understands mm-hmm. the rules of its own world and plays inside them it's not snarky if yeah that makes sense um yeah it's fucking brilliant though it's really mm. really great the more I'm talking Is anything else over Christmas? Oh, uh, yeah. the more I'm talking, the more I'm like listening to my own voice being like, better not be fucking coronavirus, man. I can hear like myself getting heady and I'm like, oh, I don't like this at all. Um yeah, I played I played uh did we talk about Tux and Fanny at all? Uh no, we didn't. I saw someone posted on Twitter yesterday that it was some random recommendation I saw. I feel like the more I try to describe it, the more I will defeat its magic because it's absolutely mm. unhinged. It's kind of kind of a point and click adventure game. Uh, and it's literally like nothing else. It, I feel like it's more of an installation. It's kind of, the kind of experience you'd expect to have in a gallery, not on your own computer. And it's also very long and lots of fun. But it's really mm. surprising. Like, it's really surprising. I have a review coming out tomorrow in The Guardian, I believe, uh, where I try to talk about it without spoiling it because I think there are some... As someone who's generally very, very spoiler neutral, I've had a lot of experiences with different stuff over the winter where I've had no prior knowledge to them whatsoever. And I've mm-hmm. had a better time because I'm just going in and I'm like... I literally have no idea what this is and I've been yeah. fucking buzzing. So, yeah, those are my two finished. I don't think we fully finished, Fanny. No, we did. There's so much to do. Do you know what I mean? We didn't like complete it, do you mm-hmm. know? But, um, yeah, it's brilliant. So tell me what you finished, what you completed. So, um, I finished Get Back. Aha. Uh-huh. Because we, I watched it, like, we watched it like a month after everybody else because... Caroline's very busy and I'm busy and so just Stephen's day we sat down made a fry and watched episode one and two which was five and a half hours of stuff and then the next day we finished it off um I mean there's not a lot to say about that other people haven't said so it Caroline asked me did it make me miss being in a band mm. and I was like it doesn't actually this isn't what being in a band was like for me yeah the Beatles are like even just watching them it was like they're on a whole other level what they're doing what really got across to me was um, how knowledgeable they were. The yeah. depth of references they had. Have you watched it? No, no, no. But I have kind of okay. a, I have a sort of a certain amount of Beatles like yeah. understanding. They just a significant portion of it is just them picking 50, the titles of 50s rock and roll songs out of thin air and just jamming them. And uh, knowing them, John Lennon is like an encyclopedia. He's like a jukebox. It's it's not a side of him I ever knew about. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear about that so much, do you? He has all these. Songs. He's a really good guitar player as well, which mm. I didn't. He does a lot. I didn't realize how much of the lead stuff he did on Let It Be. But that's the magic of pop, really, isn't it? That you can't mm. hear the depth of of ability because it just sounds simple and good, you know. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Let It Be is that I really wasn't familiar with it at all until Beatles Rock Band. Oh, yeah. Weirdly enough, I have, I just looked at, I looked at my shelf there for a second and Beatles Rock Band is like right there. Yeah. I don't know why it's I dug it out last, dug it out last week after watching it to just play some, experience those songs again through it. Because by the time you've watched all eight hours of it, you've heard like Don't Let Me Down easily 50, 60 times. Amazing. Like in bits and pieces and same with like Get Back and, um two of us especially mm. like they those three songs in particular get a big run out over and over and over again um it's it, it's so rare to get to see the nuts and bolts of it and to see just the the downtime that goes into it i, I you don't 
really see that acknowledged and appreciated when people talk about creativity. Just the no. the fucking around time. That's the most important um, part. Yeah. The most yeah. important part is that you're playing, you're messing around, like you're experimenting. Mm. The brilliant video, I don't know if it's in Get Back, but there I've seen it on YouTube. It's only a minute or so of Paul McCartney writing I Will, which is my favourite Beatles song. Um mm. and he's playing a completely, completely different song. Um Oh my God, it's one of those ones that people sing together all the time. I don't know why, for some reason, I've got a total mental block on it. Steve Martin's really famous for singing it. Um, uh, that's going to annoy me. But he's, playing, he's singing a completely different song and you can actually, that's going to annoy me so much that I have to look up what the fuck the name of that <laughs> song is. Steve Martin ukulele duet. I am so annoyed. Tonight You Belong to Me, Jesus Christ. Um, I, think he's, I think he's singing Tonight You Belong to Me. Mm-hmm. And that, you can hear that turning into I will. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see him start at one place and just play around and make weird noises and just kind of mm. fuck around until it becomes this other thing or the seeds of this other thing. Oh, well, there's the get back scene, which is the one that went viral, which is of what the day when John Lennon was late. So he's just sitting there strumming his bass like a guitar and just doing a, a blues progression back and forth. And he starts kind of just making bell sounds along with it and over the course of a couple of minutes that just becomes get, get back. back and you see George and Ringo kind of go and ho- pick up their instruments as well and hook in and go oh he's found something but he's only strumming a bass like it's an acoustic guitar and just like making sounds and just forming it out of nowhere well, they had the time really is amazing is the, they had the time They're... that's the thing they had time as someone said they have no phones and they have the time and they also they had, like, culturally yeah. had permission. Like it wasn't hustle and fucking mm. grind culture. Like think of something amazing that happened, like that only takes a moment to produce. There was a there was cooking time allowed in. You know they did only have three weeks though, so it was okay. uh, slightly yeah, pressurized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that bit went viral, but the bit that really stood out to me there was a bit a couple of days later in it, um, where John and like. Ringo were just chatting about something and George is chatting to someone else about something and the documentary maker is chatting to someone else behind Paul and Paul is sitting at a piano and Paul is playing Let It Be and writing Let It Be and wow. nobody is noticing. Everybody's wow. just ignoring him as he plays Let It Be for like one of the first times. It's really... Amazing um, to have that footage as well. Really Holy shit. Yeah, and then the rooftop concert in, in episode three, they have the full thing and I didn't realise they'd played the songs more than once they'd recorded and like there's like multiple versions of the rooftop concert songs and it was actually the whole thing is like an hour long but the director who got a, a lot of flack online for his insistence throughout that they record the concert um, in Libya I think oh. in an amphitheatre uh, and he was like trying to force them to go out to Libya to record something and George Harris was like I'm not going to Libya Wow, like yeah. I'm, I'm about to quit the band. I'm not doing that. So they, they go up in the roof, but he had a very good idea to um, put a hidden camera in the reception of um, Apple Studios that that day. So when the police come in to try to shut it down, he has all the footage of them hanging around in reception, getting t- and the receptionist is a hero. She's like just blocking them and blanking them and like just feeding them lie after lie to keep them downstairs. And he caught all of it. It's an amazing piece of footage. Unbelievable. It's just these two cops just trying to like, and then when they finally get up to the roof, um, there's a bit way back, like eight hours earlier when you're watching it. Paul is like, I would love to do something that got the cops called on us, that the cops would have to shut down and drag us away. That That's what I want to do. And then they're singing um, 
Hankus don't let me down and he turns around and sees the cops and he turns back with a smile and does a, a Paul McCartney whoop and then does a little dance <laughs> he's so happy it's just pure it's joyous to see them like being so ACAB and yeah, then yeah. like their the road manager comes over and turns off George Harrison's amp and they stop and George Harrison looks at the cops and just turns it back on and starts and they launch into another song amazing it's an amazing thing I really like I that's why I went uh, and got my Beatles rock band and made Xbox 360 back out again because the last like section of that takes place on the roof where you're all those songs and it's like just to like be connected to it again Caroline was like crying at the end yeah, of it. she was because yeah. she's not hasn't been a Beatles person she was like and but they broke up yeah. I was like yeah <laughs> but she didn't like it's um there's so many songs in there like all the Let It Be songs are there but like you hear most of Abbey Road as well in like fetal stages like every everything part two of the songs from Abbey Road they play in these sessions as well as All Things Must Pass and there's a version of Jealous Guy and there's a version wow. of some other Paul McCartney solo stuff and you're getting to, you're getting to see it all it's is it amazing really, especially at a time when, they're, when yeah. cameras weren't common currency as well mm. that they really did document all of it yeah it's it's debatable how aware of it they were how much they were playing up to it or not they seem very unaware yeah but it's a different um, time as well people behave differently around cameras back then they probably weren't expecting it to be watched as much you know like oh yeah, yeah. it's not the same as bit like the same as sort of the advent of big brother you know and like how that changed how people behave in front of cameras in general on the internet like it probably there's mm. probably something a bit more natural to it even if they are hamming it up a little yeah i mean they thought they were filming some behind the scenes stuff for a concert movie rather than this 57 hours 57. of um but there's a bit where George Harrison actually leaves the band and then they go out to his house that weekend to talk to him. Oh, wow. Uh, which isn't filmed, obviously. But we find out there that John Lennon doesn't talk to him that meeting and Yoko Ono talks for him, which is not the John Lennon and Yoko we see in the studio, where she is just literally sitting there and doesn't really do anything and John Lennon is, like, chatting and laughing and playing songs. Yeah, did you get any Whereas interesting the... stuff about Yoko Ono during... Um, They didn't mind that she... They didn't seem to mind that she was there at all. yeah. She's literally just sitting beside him most of the time. And she's sometimes she'll like, at one point she has like the complete Beatles chord book or something and she's flicking through oh, it. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, There's like, they jam with her sometimes, the whole band, like Paul McCartney and Ringo and like she's just doing her like wailing thing cool. that she does. Yeah, yeah. And they're just jamming over stuff. Um, We see her and Linda McCartney having a chat as well yeah, and stuff like that, which I'd love to be, know what they were talking about. And this thing, like people talk about Yoko being there, being destructive, but like Linda was there a good bit as well and she was there with her kid sometimes mm. and the kid was much more the kid was like playing the symbols on like messing, get back and stuff yeah, yeah messing yeah. but like they were all fine with that so I think and like, he, Paul even says in it like he literally says in 50 years time people are going to say Yoko broke up the Beatles and it's going to be bullshit he knew and he said it like he and Karen's like he, he he also knew the cameras were there filming him saying that yeah so but um this is a very unfocused ramble talk, but I just, it's an eight hour film documentary about the Beatles. So um, I love that. It's going to be ambient background. I was going to say, it sounds like something really fantastic that you just have on in your home and just sort of lift your mood a mm-hmm. bit, you know? Yeah. It's, Ringo's such a sweetheart as well. Oh, our undersung king. Yeah. Like I think him and Paul are like, believed in the Beatles as a unit the most people talk so Dr- much shit about him as a drummer and I've watched a few videos about his drumming technique recently on TikTok I don't know why mm. I keep getting Ringo Starr videos on my TikTok but his yeah. is a weird drummer 
you know mm. the stuff he's doing is weird but people talk an awful lot of shit yeah. about him and i don't know man i think it's very i think the, the stuff is, is very distinctive there's a really good video about like it's uh here's what a, a regular 60s drummer would have done on this beatles song here's what yeah. did, comparing back and forth he's a really innovative drummer he like really the character of beatles songs a lot of time comes rhythm, from him yeah 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 this it says um his toms some of with toms is really interesting and really unusual for that time um but yeah he just the oh god the the monday after george leaves the band the subtitle comes up only one beetle turns up for the studio monday morning and it's ringo. just ringo yeah just ringo. and at the end they're like are we actually gonna go up in the roof or not do we do we care about this and ringo's like well, I want to do it. Aww. And John's like, okay, well, I want to do it too then. And then, then they go up, but like, yeah. And, I always love Paul McCartney. I think he's really, he, people think he's like a cheesy cornball, but also so. he's a weird, noisy, steely, like all the noisiest Beatles bit are Paul McCartney being very, very noisy. I just very guitars. briefly, actually, keep talking and just, I'm going to move the camera down and show you why, why yeah. there's ASMR noises. I've just been rubbing this cat's face <laughs> like this and he's just making the best sounds yeah. in the world. So you just get to see Mo's terrible face while I talk. Um, look at this happy oh. boy. What? <laughs> that taught me. The whole laptop went down. Fine, Mo. Point taken. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually very quickly looked up the video that I was talking about of Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. Just playing his guitar. And it's not mm -hmm. um, that fucking Steve Martin song. It is. It's not a Steve Martin song, but I have a goldfish brain, so I don't remember what I was trying to describe it as. In fact, it's the way you look tonight. That song. The way you look tonight. And uh, let's see if I can get it. I, I'll see if I can play it off my headphone. Can you hear that? No. Can you hear that? No. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it is a bit. I, yeah, it's it's it's. I feel like I, I wish I could cut it in because you can hear, mm -hmm. uh, you you can you can hear something else in it, and now I can never yeah, unhear yeah. it. But it's just him mm -hmm. kind of puttering along to himself, making weird noises, and that's why it's so nice. It's just a person who is brilliant making sounds at themselves, which then becomes a fucking incredible song. And to get that the privilege of kind of peeking into that is very powerful. I think Paul yeah, is I mean, it's, I think. I think it's good for people to see like it's just for any kind of creative thing I guess I mean I haven't done like, written anything approaching a song in a while but like you just you start somewhere and then you just keep at it and then 20 minutes or an hour later you go something's there that wasn't there before mm -hmm. and you made it mm -hmm. and it's I'm sure it's the same with writing it's yeah, um, 20 minutes to 4 years but yeah, uh, yeah, you know, but I know exactly. so there's, some, there's always something new. But, uh, yeah. but also when something turns into something else and in front mm -hmm. of your eyes, you're like, oh, my fucking God, like. The a narrative, for example, in the book I'm writing, the moment a narrative voice kind of arrived because I'm listening to a stupid podcast. I'm listening to Truanon a lot. OK, which is kind of yeah. like Chapo's Trap House nearly at that kind of weird gonzo energy they introduce every episode and yeah, like yeah. this is the only fucking anti-pedophile podcast in the world like they are very intense people but Liz they're very 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 mean on Twitter they're so mean Brace's mm. fucking handle was piss pig granddad for god's sake like these people are not mm -hmm. gentle they are are they are not my gentle parasocial friends I'll tell you that much but I'm still kind of mm -hmm. um, captivated by them and Liz who's the, the other host has a really interesting speaking voice and it got kind of stuck in my brain 
And then mm. her speaking voice translated into a epistolatory subplot in the novel I'm writing. And mm. I just wrote a couple of fake emails uh, as this character, but this character has Liz's speaking voice. It's the only thing she has to do with her at all. And mm. that character then came into full bloom as a result of me just being like, well, like just wasting my fucking time listening to fucking Truanon. I don't know. Things come out of nowhere. But you have to give <laughs> yourself the space for things to grow out of places you don't expect them to. Mm. You know? The only other place I've seen, like, I think like a TV show or movie reflect that is Mad Men, really. Oh, yeah. Where Dom would like just go to the cinema in the middle of the day or just nap in his office. And he's like, this is the work. Yeah, it literally this is, is. This is how you this is how you do the work. It Yeah, it is like I am convinced yeah. which wood is the work. Like there's a portal, mm. I think I put this on Instagram, that's like, you know, doorways to different places. And one of them is described as a rotten aperture. And I'm like, mm. oh my God, it's just a moldy tree, but you chose better words. And that's in my, that's in my <laughs> head now. I'm just like, rotten aperture. Like so good, fucking hell. Um, mm. Yeah, you have to dick around and experience the art of the world in order to make the art of the world. And that's the bit that people are like, people don't really want you to, people don't really want you to know. But also it might from the outside look like you're just kind of pricking around. No, I'm very concerned my laptop's going to die. So I'm going to text Kerry very, I'm going to turn the light down on the laptop, which preserves energy. Mm. And I'm going to text my husband and ask him to bring me a charger. That's what I'm going to do. Um, Still got a couple of percentages. So hopefully it should not, it should not die. Uh, can I please have a laptop charger? There's a song. Um, yeah, it's it's a really tricky part of the creative process because it does feel like I'm just being a dick and I'm just watching this show really intensely or I'm just reading this book and all of it comes together to make the other thing. And in order to have the time and the space to do it, like I'm, I have no kids right now, so it's like, of course I have the time to dick around and absorb everything that I see, you know? Um, like there's loads of different ways that I've built my life around that sort of absorption and dicking around because it actually is necessary to the work. Like, end of fucking story. Uh, just sitting, like, like Paul McCartney making weird noises, only just way less good. <laughs> way <laughs> less good. Like, can you hear how husky my voice is? Alan, what if I have coronavirus? Hi, Kerry. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Um, yeah, very worried about my husky voice. Don't like that. Don't like that one bit, Al. <sighs> Mm. Your voice sounds okay to me. I'm really glad. Also, Kerry's dressed like a catalogue model. That's just thank how you. He's these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's so good. He got a really nice blue shirt um, mm. uh, from Muji for Christmas, and I also got him a pair of oh, nice. Ugg, I got him a pair of Ugg boots, which are like exquisite styling on a tall man. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Please tell me best concession. Oh my god. What's like? This is so the opposite of any TV show that I would normally be interested in. I'm so I I was I assumed you'd never ever watch it. Like why the fuck would I watch this? Something that would not. Yeah, absolutely not. Like there's no reason for me to enjoy this. (laughs) This is like the antithesis of the sort of shit that I'm interested in. Plus, it had Mm -hmm. the added hit on its side of everyone talking about it at the same time, which is yes, bona fide way for me to go fuck off. Stop telling me what to do. obsessed with it it's brilliant I can't believe I'm finished I don't know what the fuck I'm going to yeah. do without it wait I can't two you years season three in, a, in one big rush everyone else has to watch it weekly it's, it's quite slow weekly we watch season two one and two in a big 
binge. We watched about two it's episodes a night, and you yeah. have to pay really close attention though because they're really wordy and really talky. Mm-hmm. And you'd fucking blink yeah. and you'd miss some of the shit in it. But it's um, everyone is just so talented. Everyone in it is so good. The writing is so good. The acting is so good. Like everything is just so good. All these people fucking are terrible. It's just like Shakespearean. It's just like a bunch of people knifing each other in the fucking throat over and over and over again. It's also very funny. And I think as I get older, I like Arrested Development more and more. I watched Arrested Development for the first time. I'd gone through this huge, seismic, Riverdale-esque breakup mm-hmm. at the end of my teens. Uh, like, if you were a long-time listener of Juvenilia, you've probably heard me hint or vaguely explain that this was this sort of pivotal moment um, of, like, reality landing in on me very, very hard. Uh, and I was like a basically a passive character in a, in a whole set of terrible crises and tragedies and just mm-hmm. watching reality land on everyone in my life very astutely. Um, and I was also going through a, like a broken heart as well at the same time. Uh, the first big one, I have my relationship of four years ended. And um, somebody, I think it was Helena, gave me fucking Arrested Development on DVD when I was going through my I'm not getting out of bed for a week week um, mm. she was like oh it's really funny no it's not like Arrested Development isn't funny Arrested Development is brilliant but like to a 19 year old empty shell of a person I just could not receive it so for years I was, I was like yeah Arrested Development is shit like why is this why is this funny but now that I'm an adult I'm like, oh my God, it's fucking hilarious. And Arrested Development scans to succession so tightly. Oh, it's nuts. The first episodes are the same episode. Yeah, yeah. They're both about the like big party, expecting retirement. and then Same shit. Moves. And yeah. also the same characters, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very, very funny. That's the, I do think Succession is mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. And I have no idea how mm-hmm. anybody's playing it straight at any... I don't know how anybody's keeping it together at any time. Oh, well, if you read interviews with them... Um, oh, I have listened Jeremy to Strong. a lot of podcasts with them. Okay. Like, that's where so I you, am. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. in a really bad place with this. So you know that they all think they're... In, they all know they're in the comedy except for Jeremy Strong. Yeah, who's yeah. Like, Jeremy thinks Strong he's thinks he's doing yeah, the, yeah. the Lord. Well, he is. He's fucking amazing, yeah. so... Oh, he is. He's incredible. Yeah. I didn't read that big interview with him, though, because it may, apparently made him sound like an asshole and I don't want to not like him. It doesn't make him sound like an asshole, necessarily. It makes him sound like like an old, like, 50s two-method actor. Oh. Like, proper classical Hollywood weirdo. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, it's got to have a couple of Like, them, it's... You know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's not... It, it was really overkill for all everybody to come out and start, like, defending him for it. Because, like, it was just like, hey, Jeremy Strong's a fucking weirdo, yeah, you guys. let him be a fucking And that's fucking, he should be. Yeah, he should be. Let him be a Hollywood He's weirdo. Brilliant. It's good. So, a lot of the stuff about wealth making people totally out of touch mm-hmm. is very literal yeah very literal and Kendall's party in particular with the fucking people coming out of the fucking the compliment tunnel like <laughs> yeah um, that was based on an actual thing what one of the writers went to I might have been there at that party the, like yeah. yeah 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 like the most the the thing I saw when the writers say, um, which really stood out for me and kind of unlocked a lot of it, was that 
the characters never ever seem to notice how beautiful the places they are. are. No, and the camera goes it's really just, close on them, and it makes yeah, everything yeah. seem really fucking claustrophobic. Even though they're <laughs> in these amazing spaces, it's no, it's everyone's faces all the time. Yeah, and they've also like in um, uh, say like Logan's apartment and stuff. Oh yeah, the set decorators, they they take out anything that looks distinctive or interesting out of those spaces. Yes, it's very neutral, isn't them. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Harris's article in I think it was Vulture she was out in uh, Florence with them um, really really good she's a great writer anyway but like her set piece is really really good oh my god Shiv's and costumes during that yeah. fucking episode arc Shiv is like who is dressing yeah. him like what mm. I know what they're doing but I hate it cool, oh yeah. my god Connor's brilliant as well Connor is just the funniest mm. motherfucker and Willa Jesus Christ like she is so uncomfortable all the time I, I love mm-hmm. her she is just stiff as a fucking board um, and like a dear she is making a calcul- she's making a calculation like at all of them like girl she's like, I mean I, I, he, she's like he maybe has 20 years she's watching the I clock play, yeah yeah she's like I can get out of this by the time I'm like 40 I can get out of this with like 4 billion if I I'm very 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 careful oh. Again, I have orbited these landscapes of obscene mm. wealth and the way people like Willa hold themselves is like, like that's how people act, mm. you know, when they're kind yeah. of afraid, but kind of here because everything is just so nice. Um, but Connor really loves her. Yeah. Connor really loves her. It's so sad. And she's really mean to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Connor she really does stand up for him at the party though. Yeah. Yeah. So... I am the eldest son. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> He's right. They're such little pricks. There's such little yeah. pricks to him. Because he was basically their, their dad. Oh. Like they have they have to use stories about how he like fabbed them instead of how Logan. But they all just did think he's for, an idiot. Yeah. He's like a himbo. He's yeah. an aging himbo. You know. I mean, he is he is an aging himbo. Yeah. Just as raging. When he when he the first time he like does a libertarian mask off. A libertarian. Like, oh. like, you were still. He was like. Okay, that's the last one. They're they're all gone now. Like the, the way they do it with um, Roman, where you're like, okay, he's gonna be our sassy outsider, and then episode one, the fucking baseball million dollar check. Yeah, that's when I was in. Yeah, I was show. like, oh, they're yeah. not being. Oh, he can't sit on. He can't around. sit on chairs properly. That was it. My trajectory was just like, ah, yes, the the bisexual yes. <laughs> cannot correctly sit on a chair. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and then it went straight to the baseball thing, and I was like, oh god. He's an actual demon this as well. He's a fucking yeah. prick. Mm-hmm. So it's like the moment you start to feel compassion towards them, you're like, you're fucking assholes. I don't feel anything mm. about Shiv because Shiv is such fucking milk toast. And she's meant to be. And she's doing a great job at mm. floundering in this in between space, even though she's obviously Logan's favourite. Um, and uh, I can't think, everyone's names go out of my head really easily. Um, Jeremy Strong. Kendall. Kendall is mm. he 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 physically hurts me. He's so cringy, and Tom. Yeah. Who I am led to believe is a hot man in fucking Jane Austen movies. I did not know this. Yeah. Um. It's I, I've never seen someone so willingly torpedo their sex appeal for a role. He's so unattractive. Um. Yeah. Jerry, uh, Jay, Jay something. Jay Smith Cameron. Fucking amazing. The, the interviews with her mm. are brilliant. She's really charismatic and like she's a real old. Oh, she's Old she's, theater really, she's, enjo- she's enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, like, she's really but enjoying it. She's such a the, fucking professional. She yeah. has that Gillian Anderson edge of a person who's been on the stage for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So she's operating at a kind of slightly different frequency, I think. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and devastating because it would have been really easy to sort of 
couple them into something that felt a bit forced but it's much more mm. organic for Jerry to be like yeah. no okay. <laughs> like okay so I guess spoilers oh, for the next big spoilers. couple of minutes yeah yeah so tune out Let's tune out yeah 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 okay in three mm. two one one that last episode Whoa. we were talking about like them putting the rug out when you start to feel sorry for them oh my god where you're like when the three of them are in the car oh my god and they're like oh, coming with the plan you're like yeah. they're gonna fucking do it they're gonna do it and then they get in and he's like build your own fucking pile of coins you're like yeah they should what the fuck are we rooting for these three you small kids to, to, with love. to, you to, to keep their position love. yeah oh unbelievable it's like they ever they have earned nothing. nothing why are we rooting for them what do they even they just do? feel so entitled to this company they suck they're, they're useless yeah. they're useless and I know they're fucking useless and yeah. I could not believe Tom stabbing Shiv in the back unbelievable he fucking heel turn from a scumbag Cousin Greg also physically <laughs> physically hurts me because I were I wonder that I'm him like that you're Greg yeah that's my worry like my my moon you know who I am to myself mm-hmm. is, is a Roman like just a fucking freak yeah but who mm-hmm. I worry that I am in like my son <laughs> is a fucking Greg because I never know what to do with myself you know this online quiz that gives you your sun and moon of succession people no oh my god I got the, I got a double shiv du- yeah no surely mm. I think yeah probably yeah I can't see that huh I don't know. But that's but that's that's the lawful the lawful good then, right? It's just neutral to, it's neutral, right? I think, it's not fucking yeah, I think that's what's I think this, it's what's neutral. This, what's yeah, this yeah. fucking quiz so I do it? Oh, uh, it was a while ago. Um I'm just typing I'm, I'm, I'm typing yeah. succession astrology quiz in. Um Yeah. No, I, I do not I did not come up immediately, so I'm not looking. But um mm-hmm. they're but they're also brilliantly positioned in terms of like how they all operate within sort of Logan's terrible horrifying realm and he's brilliant he's such a Mm -hmm. fucking bastard the mother is Mm -hmm. the greatest monster of them all like the mother is the fucking worst she's the worst before she pulls all the shit out at the end but then Mm -hmm. when she does she she's just the worst all the fucking the Kendall fucking murders a kid shit devastating and Jeremy Strong does a brilliant job at obviously being deeply traumatised Mm-hmm. by what happened as well like he really loses all of his swagger for ages and ages and ages um mm. yeah there's a lot everyone is working really fucking hard everyone is working yeah really 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 hard and uh they're all kind of sad you know like shiv is just sort of blindly power hungry and expects things to kind mm. of work out for her you know um yeah and poor tom like i hate tom but also ugh. Yeah, I mean, I do. I definitely like him more than I did in season one. Yeah, I respect him now that he's done um, the stabbing. Yeah, I do. Also, him and Greg are such a great love story. Like, they really are. They, I think they truly love. I each other. I think they really, really do love each other. Like, like the that little speech about the who needs a soul oh. anyway, and the just the look that Greg gives him after it's, the handshake. That's gay, Alan. It's gay. It's, it's it is. Oh, have you seen the, that scene recut with um? Oh, what music? Someone put perfect music with it. They put the Titanic. Music I have with seen it. it. Yes, of course I yes. have. I am. I am. I'm way beyond. You're fan so cams. far in. I am way yeah, beyond yeah. fan camps at this yeah, point. Yeah. I'm like, I just got just got to fill the hole of previously having had a social life somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is why I jump in. Think as soon as I see everybody's watching something, I jump straight in because this 
all the meme stuff is so mm. ephemeral and it's part of the joy of it um, which is why I suddenly saw Yellow Jackets I was like okay, yeah we'll get on I'll get on the wagon as well just it's, to be, just yeah, be part yeah. of the zeitgeist but yeah I, I do mm. think yeah Roman is my one um, because if I didn't control myself at every single junction of my life I would be sitting upside down on chairs I walk into a room and I have mm-hmm. to be like don't talk <laughs> don't say anything <laughs> don't say anything don't pick anything up put it down sit like a fucking mm-hmm. normal person don't don't be that like that unbridled yeah. energy is a bit close to the bone but also the the greg being just so awkward and the constant questioning of why is he here like that is my yeah. greatest fear it's, my greatest fear it's he's like Everybody's playing a game, but he is so obviously playing it because he's so, like, unpracticed in it compared to everybody yeah. else. That it's it's very very obvious when he's making moves and everybody can see it, but everybody respects the moves that so they have to let it happen. Well, he's here. To, yeah, even, yeah. That even like Logan is like like what do you want? Like you know when the Greg asks for rum and coke, and Logan's like, oh, yeah. do we have cokes? Do we have a coke? Would <laughs> like, you get coke yeah. cola for the boy? Like absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, and his granddad is fucking terrifying as well because he so obviously despises oh, yeah. Logan, which is really compelling. So you do have this sort of mm. voice of the rest of the world that punctures the bubble, and it's just like you have contributed to the worsening of the world, you know. Mm. And that's that's fair. Like we're not talking about a bunch they of philanthropists were, here, you know. Yeah, they were very clever in holding back exactly how much money the family has until very late in this season. Yeah, yeah. Because I on the rewatch I only noticed this, but uh, in the PR. Um, person yeah Carlina. yeah Carlina. she's sort of hovering around the sides yeah 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 Yeah, and she's basically does like a pleb by all yeah. of them. like just uh, logan mentions that she's paid a million dollars a year in like episode two or three yes 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 like she is makes she has unimaginable wealth compared to and they all treat her like shit. yeah yeah they all treat like she's nothing yeah yeah, yeah. Really and even does, with greg's inheritance mm. from the granddad they're like oh fucking you can't do anything with 2.5 million like that means nothing that's mm. nothing that's or 12 million that's no money yeah, like, so that's I mean, the worst yeah, yeah. amount of money to get. Like you got, you got, you have nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck is like? What is that? You know, it's mm-hmm. fucking. It's brilliant. It's brilliant because it's unhinged. Like, it's yeah, demented. And because they interweave so many real American families and real things into the fictional world, it feels very grounded mm-hmm. in terms of like the way the world is now. You know. Yeah. Oh, it was very good. Yeah, I like it a lot. And I'm sad I'm gonna have to wait two years to watch more of it. I might go back and watch it again and see if I can pick up more details because it has that quality to it and depth. Yeah. I listened to a few interviews with them and they're very cagey, which I really respect. Like, they don't really want to mm. talk about why everything's happening. They're really just like... And actually, a lot of the actors are like that as well when they're being interrogated. They're just like, oh, I don't think this person knows what they're doing. Like, in particular, Jerry, like, uh, the actress who plays her, will be just like, oh, yeah, Jerry has no idea what's going on. Jerry's just like... Everything that happens to Jerry is happening to her for the first time in this... Mm-hmm stay with her relationship with Roman it's just like she's making sense of it as she goes you know and a lot mm. of them will give answers like that so there's sort of a culture of like mm. the characters only know as much as they know and she she mentioned something in an interview I don't know if you saw this where she mentions Jesse she taught Jerry how to have two daughters oh yeah and Jesse was like maybe and then when she got handed her phone um, for season three and she was scrolling through the address book on it the two daughters names he suggested were in the address book for it she's yeah. like I guess 
Jerry has daughters. And there's a line sure. of dialogue written in where Carl or something is just like, oh yeah, first class flights for your daughters, Jerry, or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it's written in very, yeah, yeah. very subtly. So there's lots of really, mm-hmm. you can see that it's obviously some sort of a collaborative force, but everyone is mm-hmm. so talented that it's not like risky or something. It's just really fucking, really fucking good. Like it's just yeah. really good. <laughs> And I'm not into HBO stuff normally. I'm mm-hmm. boardroom dramas, absolutely not. Um, but this is just a bunch of incredibly, incredibly gifted people being gifted around each other. And mm-hmm. I like watching people at the top of their game and watching things with a deliberate vision. Mm-hmm. You know, like things that are intentionally put together. Um, it's fucking, it's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. So do watch it yeah. if you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about all the very detailed conversation about it but you kind of have to talk about it at that level really you know uh, yeah no it, it it rewards that kind of thought about it mm-hmm. and it, there is there is that amount of depth it, it, you can't think about it that much mm-hmm. I'm going to watch Yellow know, Jackets not, it, now I'm kind of ready to please yeah. do yeah 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 do I'm ready to kind um, of fill the void yeah alright Al anyway. we should probably hit the hit the the button yes um, we will come back in a couple of weeks after I've watched Yellow Jackets Mm-hmm. And, and after I finish this Elysium and we will we'll do further further yeah. unpacking yes uh, thanks for still being here yeah everybody. thank you so much for holding on here, here. there'll be more of this yeah you know yeah loads of it um, I, I, I'm out of things to say yeah that's it I thought it. I had something else to say but I don't we did it we though did it. thanks everybody <laughs> thanks everyone bye, bye. <laughs>